Hello and welcome to Navigating the Modern World. I am Kimberly Johnson, a Buddhist life coach, meditation teacher, writer, and speaker. I am currently under the mentorship of Jack Cornfield and Tara Bra. My hope for this podcast is that it is a place for you to come with all of your 10,000 sorrows and your 10,000 joys and to explore the depths of your heart and your life. If this podcast ever speaks to you, please share it with those you love and go over to whatever platform you listen and rate and review it. Thank you so much for being here. Hello and welcome to episode 138 of Navigating the Modern World. Today, we're going to talk about not getting what we want and how sometimes we have to make decisions that, you know, we make the decision that we feel in our heart is most aligned or feels good or feels like the moral or integ you know the choice that has integrity and we sometimes have to choose that not knowing that we'll get the outcome we want and this was really shown to me twice this week um so once uh, a friend of mine sent me a text message, and the text message had a video of the movie. I think the movie is Spartacus. I'm not 100% sure. I've never actually seen the entire movie, but um, it's a little clip from the movie, and it's when everyone's like, I'm Spartacus, I'm Spartacus, you know, so their friend is Spartacus. This general comes and asks, where is Spartacus? Who is Spartacus? And instead of them pointing out Spartacus, every one of this group of like a hundred men, you know, stand up and say they're Spartacus to stand behind their friend, to protect their friend. And they made a choice, you know, in that moment that they felt like was the right choice, was the moral choice, was the choice that had integrity to them. And then the outcome of the, you know, of them doing that, you know, I guess, what we always hope is that good prevails. Um, and sometimes in this reality, you know, things don't go the way that we want. And so in this movie, all of these men that are saying, I'm Spartacus, I'm, you know, we want them to be like saved by this general, like for the general to just let them go. But he ends up sending them all to crucifixion. And I was like talking back and forth with my friend about this. And for me, I really love this image of, and this kind of thought process and this inquiry of how can we still make the choices that we feel is best for us or best for the whole or best for our community even if we don't know the outcome and even if the outcome doesn't end up what we think it should end up being. 
And it's really powerful to kind of begin thinking about. And, you know, there's a few ways in my life that I can really see it. And one is with substance. So I haven't drank alcohol for a long time. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, and I'll, I'll preface this, that in the state of Washington, marijuana is legal. So I'll preface with that. Um Sometimes I will, you know, take a little bit of an edible or something in the evening to help me kind of relax. And I've been really, I've been very conscious, like conscious about not doing that as much because for me, this isn't for all beings, for me, same as eating sugar at night or, you know, whatever it, for me, I am very aware that it can lend itself to numbing. And so I've been really cautious and I've been watching and I've been noticing and I've been paying attention. And so I've been abstaining. And the other thing about sometimes when I do partake is that, you know, I end up doing things like I'll snack, um, or, you know, whatever it might be. Or I might spend time doing maybe something that I don't, you know, like for me also, like I'll spend time maybe doing tarot or something, which is something also I've been stepping away from for my own reasons, uh, mostly just to really, really focus in on Buddhism. And so, you know, there it, it lends itself to kind of this like domino effect. Like if I do this, then I end up doing this and this and this. And then, you know, it I'm not so fond of my choices. Well, so what I'm noticing though, is when I choose not to, that it can end up that some of my nights end up with anxiety, with, um, you know, I'm having to do lots of meditation to work with the anxiety. I'm more in like an inquiry of, you know, like, ugh, like I don't like this feels uncomfortable, and how can I be with this? And it's been really, really interesting to choose something that feels like the opposite of what my body is craving and then kind of ride the wave of whatever comes next because I really desire the ability to not give in to my cravings all the time. It's kind of like a kid. I imagine it like a little kid. I think I said this in another podcast recently, but I'm going to say it again because I think for myself, it's really, really true. So imagine every time that you get a craving that you're like a little kid throwing a fit because you know how the body kind of begins throwing a fit. It's like you have all these thoughts of like, I'm depriving myself or I deserve this or, you know, whatever the thoughts are. And then the body starts reacting. So, you know, maybe you have heart palpitations, maybe you have anxiety arise, whatever it is. And then, you know, it's like in that moment, so your body kind of transcends to being this little kid that wants something. And I just imagine like, you know, every time I have a craving for something that I like transform into like a three-year-old and I have a few options. And if you're a parent, you can really, really like maybe hone in on this and listen to this. We have a few options. You can just give in and give the kid whatever it wants. 
or you can really let the kid have their emotions, have their feelings, and still hold firm, like, no, you don't get the candy today. We're not here at the store to buy candy, you know, or whatever it might be, like really holding firm to your no. But remember, if you hold firm to the no, and I know this because of working with clients, when you're a parent and you hold firm to a no, then you as the parent have to deal with your discomfort of the conflict because the child may not like your answer. The child might react to the no. And I really do imagine that it's a very much the same for us as adults. We get these cravings for whatever it is, you know. Um, we we all get cravings for anything. We can we can begin noticing it. We, we might crave to get on social media every ten minutes. We might um, crave for something sweet a few times a day. We might crave for attention, so we get on our dating app. Um, you know, just noticing sometimes we crave alcohol or we crave a substance like marijuana and we can just notice that craving and really notice that when we're craving it, that something begins happening to our mind and our body. And I really do like imagine that I transform into this little kid. And in that moment, I have two choices. You know, I either give in to the little kid let the kid get its way, which then has a consequence. So in, in an adult body, what the consequence is, is that then that habit strengthens. Then you crave it more. And it's the same with the little kid. You give in to the kid, well, guess what? Now the kid knows that he'll get whatever he wants. He just has to throw a fit. And I think our bodies know that too. Like, okay, if I throw a big enough fit, she'll give in. And so it's, how can we begin choosing the things, even though the outcome may not be what we want? Like, I don't really want to feel like a kid throwing a a temper tantrum, which is kind of how I feel when I say no to my cravings. And I really feel like we have these moments of choice all of the time. Like, every day, we have the opportunity to choose something for like a quick relief. You know, I, I imagine that when parents give in to their children, that it's just because they want their kid to be quiet. So it's like quick relief, like, okay, just have them be quiet. Um, and that's kind of what it is for us too, as adults. It's like, okay, how can I just get my body to stop? Well, if I give it sugar, it'll stop. You know, it's like, if I give it this little gummy, it'll stop. And it's like, okay, how can we choose things so that we can begin to see the longer vision for our lives and not necessarily need the quick, you know, the quick pleasure, the quick satisfaction and you know these men in this movie they stand up they stand up for their friend even though I bet it felt scary and they still were killed but I love the image of thinking about that as they're being crucified 
that as they're up on these crosses, that their heart is filled with goodness and connection and truth. And every time I ride the wave of a craving without giving in, I feel like literally my heart, what what gets built up in my heart is the truth that, you know, I've been thinking about this more and more and more, especially with cravings and with um, habits. You know, my goal really is, is how can I have the least amount of things in the physical world that I need in order to function well or be happy? How can I have less attachment or need for these external things in order to make me day-to-day, moment-by-moment happy? And this is so that I can really almost like be happy with less. And, you know, I want that for a lot of reasons. I think it's good for the planet. I think it's good for a community. Um... I think that ultimately, when we look at the, the long view of our life, we're going to have to let go of everything at some point with our death. And in that moment, we'll even have less to let go of. There's less things that we're clinging to. And in that moment, it will also make the transition from life to death easier. And so, you know, I have like a long-term view, but also for my day-to-day life, I don't want to need things to be happy or content or at peace. I want to really cultivate having that with very little. And this is kind of the way to do it, you know. Um, Ajahn Chah, one of the teachers that I follow, you know, he's always saying um, he's dead, but in his books and his, in his teachings, um, he's always saying, like, do not give the heart what it desires. Like, stop giving in to your desires. And there's a beautiful quote in um, a book by Lama Sardas. Uh, he he says, the less you carry, the easier the climb. And, you know, I want to be very clear because sometimes when I start talking about stuff like this, people like it's like it triggers something and people they're like less attachment. Um, we are going to have attachment. You're going to have attachment to people. You're going to have attachment to places, to things, to moods, to Um, viewpoints, you know, we're going to have attachments. And these are the things that we can work on. And having attachment isn't bad. So this isn't in the context of this is bad. This is in the context of, you know, my goal for this life is more peacefulness. So how I'm approaching that is just really knowing that I'm going to have attachments because I'm human. I, I live in the human form and that's normal. And How can I see those attachments and hold them more gently? Hold them a little bit lighter where I'm not clenched so tight around needing this thing in order to get my mood to change or needing this thing in order to make me happy or needing this thing. You know, like one of the things for me especially is like 
not wanting to be bored. So needing all of these things to try to like keep myself from boredom. And I'm more and more and more trying to allow myself just to be bored. Boredom has many gifts that I think we don't benefit from because we start feeling boredom and then guess what? We feel uncomfortable and guess what? Instead of just learning to be with that sensation, we go ahead and reach for things. We reach for things to try and fill that space so that we don't really have to be with ourselves. And I really do imagine it that every time, you know, we reach for this thing and we just give ourselves the quick fix, that we in some way abandon ourselves because our body is having these sensation arise as signals, like almost saying to us, like, please pay attention to me. Please pay attention to me. And every time we just reach for the thing, we kind of like shove that little voice, you know, over to the side and we just, you know, carry on, move on to the next thing, ignore ourselves, abandon ourselves. And we can even maybe think about this with kids, like when kids are acting out, like what are they actually trying to get? I doubt that it's the gum, you know, or the candy. It's like in that moment, they're probably maybe feeling some discomfort. And maybe it is just the candy. And also, how can we, um, you know, begin to help them realize that in this human life, that we don't get everything we want. That's, you know, we're not born onto this earth and then the earth says, I will give you everything you want. No, we are born onto this earth and we're we're born into certain conditions, whether that's Um, the race that we're born into, the location that we're born into, uh, the financial situation we're born into, whatever it might be, we're born into these conditions. And then we have to learn to navigate and live inside of these conditions. And sometimes, you know, sometimes people can get out of those conditions. But that's far less true. Um, A lot of people usually stay within their set of conditions. And I don't really think there's anything wrong with that. Um, It's just kind of what we're born into and it's what we know and it's what's comfortable. Um, And we can really begin to just examine these things. So, you know, when I'm having a craving at night for whatever I'm craving, giving myself permission to examine What's actually going on? What do I actually need? Can I let myself be with it? Without giving in. Knowing that I could give in and I could get the quick relief. Or knowing that I can really practice being without it. And that that will then strengthen. And over time... I won't need that thing as much. And maybe I won't need it at at all. I mean, that's really the case of alcohol. I don't need it at all. I'm really grateful I don't partake in alcohol. And I feel like everything else I crave, that's exactly the road I'm on. And I, I can already feel that benefit. I can already feel the not needing. I mean, and there's so much benefit. You know, I don't spend the money. Um, I don't do regretful things. You know, I don't say things that uh, are so unfiltered that then the next day I'm like, oh, why did I say that? 
you know, it's like there are lots of benefits and I can see it now too. Like I can see myself almost like becoming stronger. There's a way in which we can really strengthen our self by knowing that we can be with anything when we don't really need anything. Like when we don't really need anything from the outer world in order to be happy or okay or content, there is power in that. Like big time power. Like whatever happens out here, it's, it's cool because I'm good in here. And so, you know, I want to just, and I love this conversation because I think that we're all grappling with our choices, at least, you know, working as a life coach and hearing so many people's lives, like we're constantly grappling with our decisions. And I think that we can grapple even more. I think that we, when we're grappling, you know, oftentimes we're grappling with the feelings of deprivation, these feelings, and like, we won't really allow ourselves to fully go there. Like, I think the tendency is to give in. And this is just an offering to maybe exploring not giving in. And not giving in knowing that the outcome might be discomfort. Kind of like the men, standing up, choosing what is actually in alignment with us in this moment, even though the outcome is not, may not be what we want it to be. So, you know, when we're feeling discomfort, we often make choices in order to feel better, to feel more pleasant, to have quick excitement or pleasure or, you know, whatever. And when we choose to really say, no, I'm not going to partake in that thing because the longer vision is peace. And even though it might take me months, years to get there, I can see it and I'm going to have faith in it. And then we choose day by day to make the choices that lead us there instead of keeping us addicted to the small choices that we're making every day that give us the quick hit But then oftentimes, at least I will speak in my own, you know, experience, then oftentimes lead me into the cycle of self-defeat or, um, you know, self-abandonment or speaking just negatively about myself, you know, this cycle. It's like I do the quick thing. It feels good for a little bit. And then I wake up feeling guilty or I wake up feeling like, oh, why did I give into that? Like, why I don't want to be doing that, you know? And it's like, and maybe it's even like just a physical thing. Like maybe you're more tired because you went out drinking or maybe you're bloated because of what you ate last night. You know, there, there's, there is definitely a cause and effect and we can just begin paying attention. And if you are caught in a habit while doing the habit, I really, really, really suggest that you just keep looking at like, does this actually give me what I'm looking for? Is this actually satisfying me the way I'm looking to be satisfied? And being willing to be really honest and to try something, even though you know that it might lead you to some discomfort, 
but choosing it because it's what feels actually aligned in your heart with what you actually want for yourself and what you actually want for your life. And then strengthening your ability to be with discomfort every time you choose to not just give yourself the quick fix, you choose to strengthen that muscle of being with discomfort. And guess what? Life has discomfort. We can't get away from it. Number one, noble truth of the Buddha, life has suffering. And my approach is how can we learn to be with the suffering? You know, so whenever I'm feeling the discomfort and I choose to not do the habit, I'm not then just like beating myself up. No, I'm being really tender with myself. I'm meeting myself in that suffering with the most kindness, with the most gentleness, giving myself room and space, doing really healthy things like lying on the floor. I know I keep saying this, but it's like my favorite thing to do is just lie on the floor and roll around. feels so good if you haven't tried it. Highly recommend. Um, just like rolling around to the floor, or I'll go outside and take a few deep breaths with fresh air, or take a walk. Or uh, last night I made curtains. <laughs> you know, doing the things that I really want to be spending my time doing instead of just numbing out because I'm a little bit uncomfortable. You can be with discomfort. You can be with your discomfort. I want to just say that over and over. You can be with your discomfort. It's never too much. It might feel like you're crawling out of your skin, but guess what? You can be with discomfort. You can. I know you can because I have done it and I know how bad it feels. And I know that slowly we can approach it, be kind to it, and keep choosing what's actually best for us, even if the result is a little bit of discomfort. And guess what? That discomfort will go away. It always does. It always goes away. Everything eventually goes away. Including this podcast. <laughs> okay, that's it. Um, thank you so much for listening. If anything in this podcast spoke to you, please go over to the medium within which you listen and rate and review it. And just have an amazing day or night or morning, whatever time of day you're listening. And I will talk to you soon. <laughs>